ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Tuesday, April 17th edition. It's The Drive with Paul Swan. That's me. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll get your phone calls in this hour, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, we're trying to line up one guest today, and i um, not sure if we're going to get him because he's in transit right now. Marshall's assistant track coach, Caleb Bowen, he was in the Boston Marathon, and he did pretty well, actually. So we're going to try to get him on the show today. If not today, definitely going to look forward to tomorrow or the next day after that to get him on. But that's who we're trying to get on the show today. And again, there's some travel considerations to be uh, expected here. He's traveling right now. So if we can manage that, he's going to be on the show. If not, well, that opens up the phone lines for you. The number, again, is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Not much to get into today as far as the overall picture of athletics. For the Thundering Herd, they've got football going on practice. The spring drills continue, so uh, we'll hopefully have some updates for you tomorrow on that. But if you are into the football recruiting picture, we got news for you. West Virginia's top high school football player from 2017, Bluefield High School running back Mookie Collier. He announced that he's going to play football at Marshall. Now, he won the Kennedy Award last fall as the state's top player as he led the Beavers to the Class AA state title, and they beat Fairmont Sr. for that distinction. And now he's saying, I'm coming to play for the Thundering Herd. That's a good get, really a good indication that Marshall is making sure to look at kids in state and talk to them at least, get kids excited to come to play football at Marshall. That's a good get for him. That's a good get for both the parties involved, Marshall and, of course, Mookie. I'm excited at the prospect there. So we'll see how far that comes to fruition and uh, what it looks like in the future. But as it stands right now, uh, that's exciting. That's a good get to have for the Thundering Herd. Now, on the women's basketball side, the program gets a commitment from a junior car, a junior college player from San Jacinto College, Princess Clemens. She is a Chester, PA native. She averages 9.1 per game last season, and she shot nearly 40% from three-point range. So, there's another get for the Marshall women's basketball team. So congratulations to everyone involved there. Again, trying to rebuild that program. Now, a program that you really don't necessarily need to rebuild but could use to have a few more wins, Marshall softball right now sitting at 21-22-1. They're going to face off against James Madison tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Now, James Madison is getting votes they are 30-9 and nine right now. They're receiving votes in the latest NFCA coaches poll. Thundering Herd could use a few more wins. This is a, a single game tomorrow, so softball in action tomorrow against James Madison. Now, if you're following golf, Thundering Herd right now in fifth place at the Conference USA Championships. If they can hang on to that, that's going to be their best finish. That's saying something. That would be a nice improvement for a women's golf team, and... I think 
the last couple of hires they've had have been really good as far as to get this program back on track, put it in a position where it can be competitive. Um, previously, when Tiffany Pratt was here, I liked her. I thought she was doing good things for the program. So golf right now sitting at fifth place in the Conference USA Championships. And, you know, tennis hasn't had a great season, but – Tennis is still getting the job done when it comes to the actual education of their athletes. Players are doing well. They're graduating. They're studying the things that they're supposed to be doing. And one person who's probably doing it better than the most of them as far as getting it done in the classroom is Marshall senior Stephanie Smith, named to the Conference USA Women's Tennis All-Academic Team. Now, you know you want to win the prestigious athletic awards. You want that, right? Yeah, of course you do. But you know what? I take this as a bigger victory because you've got someone named to the academic team. And honestly, for the most part, after your career is finished in most of what's called the Olympic sports, um, your athletic days are over and getting some victories like this, really nice for the resume. Also, it shows that you were really there working hard to become not just a good athlete, a good student as well. So, as I said, pretty light today as far as what's happening around campus. The focus today, of course, for most of you is going to be football practice, which is going on right now. Getting closer to the end, at least, of spring, because after today, you're going to have Thursday and Saturday, and then you're going to have Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday as we're getting closer to wrapping it up. A few more opportunities left for those of you who are season ticket holders, big green members, and, of course, everyone who is interested can go next Saturday to see what this Thundering Herd team looks like. It's going to be controlled. It's not really going to be a game. I know that's a little different than what some schools do. They actually have a full-fledged game, and I'd like to see a full-fledged game. I'm sure the coaches are sitting there going, you know, no, you're good. Trust me, you're good. We don't want to put this team in a situation where we're out there and we do something, we injure somebody. No, we're good. We're going to have some controlled scrimmage. We're going to have some things that we need to work on. You can come watch, but no, we're good. So that's what it's going to look like when the green-white game happens. And it'll still be fun, though. It'll be fun. It's it's sort of a – it's not a somber day, but it starts with the turning on of the fountain, and you've got that ceremony, and then you've got, of course, the game itself, the, the scrimmage, whatever you want to call it there. So it's um, it's not a overblown day. It's a little bit more somber, a little bit more subdued, but it's not a sad day. It's just turning the fountain on. You'll have that. You'll have the game. A lot of people will just come out and tailgate get their tailgate spots early so they can, I guess this is spring training for tailgating as well. I look at it as this way. Um, You want to get the stuff out, get your tailgating equipment, you know, clean it up a little bit, make sure it works, make sure your your grill's all clean, that your spatulas, you've, you've washed them, gas up your rig, whatever it is, check everything, make sure if you're using charcoal, make sure you got some fresh charcoal, or if you're using... Uh, clean burning propane, make sure that's good as well. Grills clean, everything's set, ready to go. You're set, cooler, stocked. I mean, this is like a dry run. This is big. This is spring training for tailgating come fall. 
you only get one shot at this. So you got to make the most of it. And for a lot of you, you put a lot of effort and energy into it. So that's what you're going to see on Saturday. You're going to see final practice for the Thundering Herd when the green-white game rolls around. You're going to see tailgating, everyone out, making sure that they've got their A game on as far as the tailgating is concerned. Maybe you're going to test some new recipes, see if you can come up with some new concoctions. Now, we're not going to have a musical act for you there. I'm sorry. I could work it, though. Maybe we can um, we can set up some microphones and do some karaoke. But uh, that will take place in the fall. So we won't have a musical act for you as far as what we put on for you last season with the concerts every game before the game itself, which is pretty cool, actually. All right, we are going to take our first time out, come back. Uh, we'll get some of your phone calls in. Uh, some things I want to get into today, uh, a little hockey, a little NBA, uh, talk some NFL with you as well. And if we hear from him, we get him off the plane because, again, uh, we are working on trying to hook up with Marshall assistant track coach Caleb Brown, ran in the Boston Marathon. Um, He did okay, actually. Um, Not too bad for himself, uh, a little over three hours. Not terrible, but still an experience, and we definitely want to talk to him about that. So if we hear from him, we'll get him on the show. If not, we'll get your phone calls in. More on the way. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Had a lot to get into last night as far as the NBA, NHL, how many of you watched a little bit of the Philadelphia 76ers? They were taking on the Heat last night. Of course, yesterday we found out Matt Halgreer passing away, and he's one of the most legendary Philadelphia 76ers ever. Kind of rooting for the 76ers. Just win that one. And, of course, the 76ers, classy organization. Make sure to honor Hal Greer for all his contributions to that organization, unfortunately. 76ers lose to the Miami Heat 113-103. to Hated that. I was kind of rooting for the 76ers to win in that one. And then San Antonio. Spurs get beat by 15. Golden State wins again 116-101. to Golden State leads that series two games to nothing. And the Heat even the series up with the 76ers. More NBA action tonight. Toronto leads the Washington Wizards one game to nothing in that series. Game two is coming up tonight. Also, we've got game two between the Bucks and the Celtics. Boston leading that one, one to nothing. And game two between the New Orleans Pelicans and the Portland Trail Blazers. New Orleans leads that series one to nothing right now. That's coming up at 10.30 tonight on TNT. Probably if you're going to watch anything, I'd probably keep an eye on that uh, Raptors-Wizards matchup. I don't know. I like me a little Celtics action now and then, but I'm probably going to keep an eye on the Raptors and Wizards. Of course, I'm going to be flipping back and forth, watching a little bit of that. Also, keeping my eye on what's happening in the National Hockey League. Now, um, I watched for a while the Anaheim and San Jose Sharks game last night. I was up late watching a little bit of that, and San Jose just pounded Anaheim 8-1. Click. 
Some better matchups last night, though. Toronto and Boston. That's going to be a fun series if it can go the full duration. Boston leads that 2-1 to right now, but uh, Toronto winning last night by a score of 4-2. to So that was a pretty good game. Uh, the Devils come back and win one. They beat Tampa Bay 5-2. to And then there's Nashville thinking, okay, this is going to be maybe the team to beat. Colorado gets the win, defeating Nashville 5-3. to So that series is now 2-1 in favor of Nashville. I was pulling for Colorado in that one. Our, our good friend over at our sister station, Eric Rains from 92.7 and 98.5, the Planet, big Colorado fans just for him on that one. And so they get the win, 5-3. to We've got some interesting matchups tonight because um, the Washington Capitals will find probably another way to lose as they are back in action taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. They'll find another way to lose that one. Washington, does is it time to rebuild that team? And then you've got Winnipeg and Minnesota. I'm really not keeping an eye on that series as much. Uh, I'm more interested in seeing if the Las Vegas Golden Knights can sweep the Los Angeles Kings, and they've got the 3-0 lead in that series, and that's coming up tonight, Game 4. That one's 10.30 p.m. This is the best time of year. you got baseball starting up, not that far into it, so unless you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, your season is definitely not over. And then you've got hockey, you've got basketball, we've got spring football still. If you're a Marshall fan, you've still got some of that. This is a great time of year. I'm enjoying every minute of it, and I'm looking forward to um, some good matchups here tonight, both in the NBA and, of course, from the National Hockey League. And then we got the Cleveland Cavaliers losing their first game. Now, just as a reminder, for the most part, you're going to catch all the Cleveland Cavalier games over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93-3 and 13-40. Of course, we will have some select Cavaliers games as well as uh, we will have the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, baseball action again coming up tonight. And then we got the early one tomorrow. And tonight, 640 is going to be our airtime. And then... 12:10 tomorrow afternoon. Uh, that game should not go over, so we're anticipating being back here tomorrow at 5 for the show, but that game should not go over unless there is a massive extra innings, nobody can score fest, or there's stupid weather, and we have massive delays. By the way, we're having nothing but stupid weather right now. Uh, I think I saw somewhere that there was some chatter, just some player chatter, nothing that's going to actually come to fruition, some player chatter that, you know what, maybe we're playing too many games. And it'd be okay to take a pay cut from, um, from, from the teams if you have to play less games and not necessarily play them early, push them back a little bit. You don't have to necessarily start the season early because right now, Baseball players don't like playing in the cold. And this has not been your typical spring. That's not going to come to fruition. You're never going to convince owners to take games away. I mean, you have this machine that this is the model they've built their business on. And if you take games away, that's less money to be made. Of course, players won't get paid as much. And I'm sure some of them understand that. And then you have 
television, wait, wait a minute, that's content for us. You're taking content away from us. So I don't know what television packages are going to look like. Of course, the whole idea here is to take it easy. Maybe play some double headers on a few days. Maybe you don't take away games. Maybe you play more double headers. You work the schedule, so you know you start a little bit later. You play double headers. Get some fans excited about coming out to the ballpark. Seeing some of the TV pictures, you've seen it. Not a lot of people are coming out to some of the games. It's kind of hard across the board, but still, you're looking at some ND stadiums. It's bad when you can sit and count how many fans are in your baseball park and not break a sweat. So, yeah, I kind of like that idea. I've been been hearing some of that floating around, so I'll have to find that. But I'm definitely on board with that. So one thing that I'm definitely on board with is making the National Football League better as far as a TV product. And I'll tell you about what is going to happen for Thursday nights. And I don't know if I necessarily think that Thursday night game's the great savior of the National Football League, but there's going to be some changes made to the Thursday game, which has kind of been like a throwaway game for the most part. So we'll talk to you about that when we come back. We'll get your phone calls in. 304-399-8255 is our local number. Our toll-free number is 877-420-8255. We'll get more on the way. This is The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Phone number is 304-399-8255. Toll-free is 877-420-8255 to be on today's edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our producer, Gabriel Sellerts, affectionately known as part of the Pit Crew. We still haven't got those shirts made up for you. I'm budgeting. I'm sorry, we, we, we've got a budget issue here. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that, though. Maybe we could uh, we get one of those cafe press shirts. We'll just um, we'll work on something. We need some artwork for that as well. Maybe someone who's uh, very creative in the audience will work on that shirt for us. Until then, we'll get your phone calls again, 304-399-8255. Toll free is 877-420-8255. So, um, you know I'm a big NFL fan. I'm a huge fan of the National Football League, and of course, I am a diehard, to a fault, Bengals fan. I have been with them my entire life, or at least as long as I've been conscious of the fact that I've been a Bengals fan. They've let me down so many times, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm continuing to ride until that horse just... I can't go any further with it. And then I'll go get a new horse and we'll go again. But I don't know if I'm a fan of the Thursday night game. I like the fact that, okay, on Friday night, it's different at different parts of the country, but for the most part, on Friday night, there's your high school game. High school plays on Friday. Okay, there's your matchup. Saturday you got your college football game. Sunday, the National Football League. you got your Sunday afternoon doubleheader. Then you've got an opportunity to go maybe to 
services, get something to eat, whatever, and then get back for Sunday night football. And Monday night football is kind of an afterthought. It's like, oh, hey, that's good. There's there's some Monday night football there. And then there's the Thursday night game. And it's sort of in between, hey, Sunday night, yeah, I'm fired up. Sing some songs for me, Carrie Underwood. Let's go. And Monday night, it's, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's not a good game. Well, what makes Sunday night better is because Sunday night's got the better matchups. The more intriguing matchups, the, the games that mean a little bit more, the marquee games for the most part, they can flex a little bit there. The NFL set it up, so look, we want to showcase our best games on the primetime game, the one game, the, the signature game, and so... Sunday night's been the big game pretty much everybody wants to tune into. Well, Fox got the Thursday night package. And they're pushing now to have some of the marquee matchups move to primetime. So we're waiting for the NFL schedules to be released, and we'll see what happens as far as scheduling is concerned. It's always interesting to see, okay, who gets a Thursday night game? Who gets a Sunday night game? Oh, who gets the Monday night game? And you've got a situation here now where Fox is like, look, we're going to make this as big as Sunday night. We're going to make this better than Sunday night because Fox is, is all in. And so they've been pushing, look, give us some big games. And does it make sense to have your better games in your primetime slots? Or me, I'm – like, give me something good to watch in the afternoon. I'm going to watch my team when my local CBS affiliate allows me to, and then I'm going to watch maybe the afternoon game, the second game, or if there's not a game on I want to watch. And that might be the case even more now because usually the Thursday afternoon – I'm sorry, the, the Sunday afternoon game – it's usually the Nash, you know, the networks get okay, this is the national broadcast. And it's not the best matchup. Sometimes it's pretty good. It's pretty damn close. But it's really a showcase game. And now it feels like we're just like, okay, here here are the Sunday games. And now the really good good games are gonna be on Thursday and Sunday. I don't know if you're gonna overdo it here, dilute your Sunday product here. Ratings not necessarily been killing it. Then again, we're talking in relation to where the NFL usually is. We're not talking in relation to what's on TV going up against it. So they're trying to get the Thursday schedule to be something you want to watch. Now, there used to be a rule. The NFL's backed off on this. There was the rule that Thursday night football matchups be made of teams in the same time zone. So that's going to change now. You're going to see maybe the Thursday night game. It's going to be the Cowboys playing the Giants or Philadelphia or Washington if you follow the reports here that this is probably going to happen. And you could have the Cowboys playing on multiple Thursday nights. America's team could be on Thursday night back-to-back. Anything's possible now here. So there's going to be 11 Thursday night games. And also, there's going to be seven additional games that are going to air on NFL Network. 
So they're producing 18 games, 11 on Fox, and then you're going to have your NFL Network-only games. So this is the deal, trying to make Thursday night really shine out. And Thursday night is now going to be produced with its own pregame show from New York. You're going to have Terry Bradshaw, you're going to have Howie Long, and Michael Strahan. They're going to do their Thursday night show from New York. They're also making it a little bit more fan-friendly because there's going to be fewer advertising breaks. That means less interruptions. And that's one thing that, as someone who works in the media, understand that commercials are our bread and butter. We need commercials. But if you're creating something where fans are going to watch longer, I think you create more value for that inventory. I mean, there's always But I think if you've got the product where I'm going to watch this and people are tuned into this more, then the advertising that you're getting is probably going to be going up a little bit and it's going to be perceived as having more value because, well, you're, you're sticking around, you're watching longer, you're going to sit through our commercial. I'm curious to see what this hap- what happens here. But I don't know if I'm on board with Thursday Night Football anymore. For a while it was, and I will watch it still. I'll tune in and keep an eye on what's happening on Thursday nights, but I think you're kind of diluting what's going on with the, with the other products. Or you just get rid of Monday Night Football. Who watches Monday Night Football anymore? Is that really still a thing? It seems like it's got the shaft of all this. It's You've got the broadcast partners. They're going to want a good matchup for their, their game when they have the national broadcast. And then you're going to have the Sunday night game, and they're going to flex stuff. That's the thing. They can flex. Oh, look, there's this matchup that's maybe for the division championship. We should have that. And so they're going to flex out. And then Thursday is getting some of the better matchups, and I don't think there's going to be a flex there because wouldn't that be nightmarish? I think you've got to lock that in. But wouldn't that be a nightmare? Okay, you've got a great matchup. We're flexing you to Thursday. So that's never going to work there. So Thursday's probably going to have some of the better matchups on paper. What it will look like, though, we might see something that is similar again to what Monday Night Football is. Because you're going to set that. You're going to lock that in. You have to. Just you cannot, from a competitive standpoint, tell one team, hey, you're playing on Thursday now instead of Sunday. You lock them in, and that's your schedule. You get to live with it. But I don't know how many people are going to tune in and pay attention to this. I mean, Sunday we've been – ingrained for years. Okay, Sunday's football day. Sunday's NFL football day. Saturday, college football day. Saturday, that's... that's, And, of course, ESPN's been trying for years to pass off Maction as good football in November. Tuesday and Wednesday games, nobody's attending. That's one thing I will say, though. You want television coverage? That's great. You want to play on a Tuesday? Well, no, then you're not going to be on ESPN as much. You want to play on Tuesday? Yeah. Okay, you're going to be on ESPN. You want to play on Saturday? Yeah, I'd rather do that. Okay, Uh, you're going to be on 
Stadium, Facebook. You're going to be on CBS Sports Network. That's where you're going to be, which is not terrible. You're going to be on BN, which is really more of an experiment for them than it is for Conference USA. Conference USA, it's just it's a provider now for Conference USA. Because BN still doesn't have that national footprint. And it's great. You're getting a little bit more money from your TV package. That's good for the schools. But remember a couple weeks ago as we were we were sadly honoring the life of Dan Shoemaker. Boy, you miss that guy. Not just because of what kind of guy he was, a hell of a human being. Just he was able to make things happen for Marshall on television. Marshall got seen. You really appreciate that guy. You you look at his his influence, and I mean we're talking about him today. We'll probably be talking about him for a, several years to come, and. As long as I'm here, we'll probably keep him in our hearts because he does a lot for Marshall as far as television is concerned and exposure and just behind-the-scenes stuff as well. He was more like a behind-the-scenes guy making things happen for Marshall. And then, of course, when we were talking about Hal Greer yesterday and what he meant to Marshall, he opened doors, whether he knew it or not, and... I read Chuck Landon's article twice, his column. Just read it because he made some good points there. You know, Hal Greer maybe didn't get the the love that he should have because circumstances, I guess. And so... I'm not going to rehash what Chuck's article was today. Go read it, though. I will say that. Just a quick shout-out to Chuck. That was good today. His uh, Second Guest Tuesday, his column, that was good stuff today. Now, Chuck usually has something pretty good, but that was really good. And yeah, it needed to be written because Hal Greer, yeah, just that just dawned on me. I never thought of him as second fiddle, but – Chuck pointed that out. I was like, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. I mean, how Greer is, I mean, West Virginia has Jerry West, and I'm not comparing the two, but how Greer is Marshall's Jerry West, or Jerry West is Marshall, you know, is West Virginia's Hal Greer. I mean, that's how significant Hal Greer is in Marshall basketball. And that's the that's the comparison I'm trying to make. He's he's the guy. He's the guy. And um, I know some were talking about this is social media now. Hey, why isn't there a statue of Hal Greer? Well, why isn't there a statue of several things? We've been pretty loose in who gets a statue, but I hope in the years to come that yeah, you take a few minutes up. To find a way to honor that guy, him and a few of the other greats, Marshall basketball. But really, I think there's been a poor job, not by one institution or entity or one person, just a poor job of saying, look, 
You know, Hurry and Hal Greer played at Marshall University. Who's Hurry and Hal Greer? Well, let me tell you. And how significant he was for Philadelphia back in the day. How significant he was for Marshall back in the day. And here and now, you, you look back at his career and you go, wow. And a few days ago, you weren't doing that maybe. But now... It's, it's been made you know front and center with his passing because I think some people for the first time are discovering who this Hal Greer guy is. Just drive down the street. It's Hal Greer Boulevard. Okay, yeah, some guy. I bet you could you could go on the street right now and you could walk up and down Hal Greer Boulevard. And I don't know. I don't know if you could get 50-50, 60-40. What would the percentage be of people? You say, who's Hal Greer? Why Why is this street named after him? I'd be interested to see what kind of answers you would get out of that. I'm not trying to embarrass anyone, but who's Hal Greer? Well, we know. You listen to this program. If you listen to this program, you know who Hal Greer is. You're tuned in. That's, that's who you are. But I think you need to do a better job making Hal Greer, just remembering the guy, pointing out that, hey, this, this guy was significant. He was a big deal. He was significant. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We'll wrap it up when we continue on today's edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Programming reminder coming up tonight, 7.05 will be first pitch. It'll be Pittsburgh taking on the Colorado Rockies. We'll have that one for you tonight and then tomorrow afternoon as well. The game will be in the uh, 12 o'clock hour, so no fear or hope of canceling the show tomorrow. We've had that happen a couple of times, but uh, we should be good. So that's what's coming up tonight and tomorrow. The Pirates right now 11-5. The Rockies are 10-8. and eight. Also, you've got the Reds taking on the Brewers tonight. The Reds are 3-13. and 13. Let, me, let me stress that to you. The Reds are 3-13. and 13. I can't remember when the Reds have been 3-13. and 13. They're terrible. They're just absolutely terrible. And I don't see it changing anytime soon. So they're going to struggle against Milwaukee tonight. Brewers are 8-9. and nine. Again, Reds are 3-13. and 13. We'll have Pirates baseball for you tonight coming up. Again, 7.05 first t- pitch right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. And just a reminder, if you miss any part of today's show or you want to go back and catch past episodes, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also catch us. On Stitcher Radio, we're on TuneIn. Well, if you, you're not getting those, well, where do you get your podcast? We're probably there, too. So you can listen to the program any way you like to. Also, you can go to our website, wrvc.com. You can listen to the program there as well. If you have the Anchor app, we got you covered. We're there, too. So wherever you listen to podcasts is where we are at. And you can start, my best bet for you, always, at the website, wrvc.com. And then Apple Podcasts or, of course, Stitcher or TuneIn. And, of course, you can listen to the show live at any time um, at 5 o'clock every day 
Monday through Friday, all you have to do, pull up the TuneIn app and just search for WRVC AM, and that's the easiest way to find us, and you can listen to the program live or go to the website as well. Again, that's the starting point for most everything, the website, WRVC.com, to listen to the show live at 5 every day, or you can get the latest podcast. And again, you can just do it the old-fashioned way. You can just subscribe to Apple Podcasts, have it delivered to you, or Stitcher Radio. If uh, Usually, if you, if you have an iPhone, you want to go Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android, I would say Stitcher Radio. Tune in. Great choice for you as well. So you're covered. There you go. That's where you need to be if you want to listen to the program. Now, back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again and uh, looking forward to it. Don't forget tomorrow, you get some Marshall softball. Taking on James Madison. That's going to be at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Um, we'll find out how Marshall golf is doing tomorrow as well. And we'll uh, get you caught up on Marshall baseball. Taking on Ohio Got a couple games uh, with the Bobcats as well. So football, almost wrapping up. We're getting to that point now where just a few days away, you got some green and white action. For those of you who haven't maybe had a chance to catch up on the team, see what they look like, and then back into that football hibernation mode for you as you sit and wait patiently. And that's going to do it for this edition of the program. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Sellards, taking good care of us today. We'll be back on the air tomorrow again at 5.06 p.m. We invite you to tune in then. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94 AM 930. Good night, everyone. station.